Good morning and welcome to Simply Science. It's Friday, February 23rd. On today's show, an instrument on a moon lander with science ties to CU Boulder is making headlines, and scientists have unveiled a 240 million year old dragon like reptile. Plus, the UK Space Agency opens calls for science and technology demonstrators. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Science. We start off with an exciting development in space exploration. America has made a triumphant return to the moon with the successful landing of the uncrewed lander Odysseus on the moon's south pole. This marks the first American spacecraft to land on the moon since Apollo 17 in 1972. The lander, built by Houston-based Intuitive Machines, carried six scientific instruments as part of NASA's commercial lunar payload services. Here to delve into this exciting development is our correspondent, James. Can you tell us more about this mission and its significance? Certainly, David. The Odysseus lander's successful touchdown is a significant milestone in America's lunar exploration. Despite the seeming ease of space travel in movies and television, it's still one of the most challenging feats humans have ever accomplished. This mission is particularly important as it sets the groundwork for human scientists to land on the moon's south pole as part of the upcoming Artemis missions. What kind of scientific instruments did the lander carry and what are their purposes? One of the key instruments aboard Odysseus is America's first ever lunar radio telescope, the radio wave observation at the lunar surface of the photoelectron sheath or ROLSES. It will be used to measure the lunar environment and map out a blanket of charged electrons known as the photoelectron sheath that hovers over the moon's surface. Understanding this photoelectron sheath is crucial for planning habitation and lunar vehicle operations for the upcoming Artemis missions. How does this photoelectron sheath affect the upcoming Artemis missions? The photoelectron sheath is a blanket of static electricity that can build up on the moon's surface. It's expected that the charges vary greatly from night to day, which would be important for human visitors making an extended stay on the moon. Understanding this phenomenon could help NASA plan for longer missions, where astronauts would transition from lunar day to lunar night. What is the time frame for this mission? The Odysseus lander and its science payload were not designed to survive the long and extremely cold lunar night. The team is hoping to make about 8 to 14 days of observations before the sun sets on the project. Apart from setting the groundwork for human scientists, what other objectives does the team have? The team from CU Boulder plans to use the telescope to search for light emitted by neutral hydrogen gas that filled the universe before there were stars. This ancient light has been traveling through the universe and stretching through time as the universe expands. They're hoping to find a quiet place on the moon to shield the Rolses from disruptive energy, allowing them to measure this light. This could provide insights about the universe before there were stars. And what about looking back at Earth? The team also plans to use the Rolses instrument to study the Earth. By studying the wavelengths of light emitted from the Earth, they hope to better understand our planet's magnetic environment and potentially identify exoplanets in other galaxies. 
They also aim to understand what the Earth's radio signature looks like to their instrument, which could help in the search for intelligent life in the universe. That's fascinating. Thanks for sharing these insights, James. Now, let's shift our focus from the present to the past, specifically 240 million years ago. A marine reptile that bears a striking resemblance to a Chinese dragon, known as Dinocephalosaurus orientalis, has been fully depicted for the first time. The fossils of this creature were discovered in Guizhou province in southern China. Here to delve deeper into this discovery is our correspondent, Michael. Can you tell us more about this ancient reptile? Certainly, David. The Dinocephalosaurus orientalis was originally identified back in 2003, but it's only now, with the discovery of more complete specimens, that scientists have been able to fully describe it. This reptile had an extraordinarily long neck, with 32 separate cervical vertebrae and flippered limbs. The presence of well-preserved fish in its stomach region suggests that it was well adapted to an oceanic lifestyle. Why is this discovery considered significant? Nick Fraser, Keeper of Natural Sciences at National Museum Scotland, has said that this discovery allows us to see this remarkable long-necked marine reptile in full for the very first time. It's another example of the fascinating world of the Triassic period that continues to surprise paleontologists. Its striking appearance, reminiscent of the mythical Chinese dragon, is expected to capture imaginations worldwide. Interesting. And how does this creature relate to other long-necked marine reptiles like the plesiosaurs? Despite the superficial similarities, Dinocephalosaurus was not closely related to the plesiosaurs, which evolved some 40 million years later and are thought to have inspired the legend of the Loch Ness Monster. This discovery seems to be the result of a significant international effort. Indeed, it was. Researchers from Scotland, Germany, America, and China spent a decade studying Dinocephalosaurus orientalis at the Institute of Vertebrate Paleontology and Paleoanthropology in Beijing, which is part of the Chinese Academy of Sciences. Professor Li Chun of the Institute has said that among all the extraordinary finds made in the Triassic of Guizhou province, Dinocephalosaurus probably stands out as the most remarkable. That's certainly a fascinating discovery. Thanks for sharing, Michael. Now, Let's shift our gaze skyward as the UK Space Agency has announced two new funding calls worth £15 million, one for science and another for technology demonstrators. This comes in preparation for a potential agreement to send a team of four British astronauts on a commercially sponsored mission, possibly to the International Space Station. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about these funding calls and their objectives? Certainly, David. These calls are designed to support UK-based researchers in designing and executing scientific research that leverages microgravity and the space environment. Proposals can be from any research area, but the agency is particularly encouraging proposals that align with the goals of the National Space Strategy, the UK Science and Technology Framework, and research priorities identified by UK research and innovation. And what about the technology demonstrator call? What is its purpose? The technology demonstrator call aims to support the UK's exploration sector in testing innovative technologies within a space environment. The UK Space Agency is particularly interested in technologies that support the National Space Capability Goals, the UK Science and Technology Framework, and its five critical technologies, AI, 
engineering biology, future telecommunications, semiconductors, and quantum technologies, or that fall under the agency's space exploration technology roadmap categories. What is the significance of these funding calls in relation to the potential UK astronaut mission? The funding calls are a crucial step in preparing for the potential UK astronaut mission. As Annalise Look, the UK Space Agency deputy CEO, stated, they aim to deliver the maximum potential benefits to the UK ahead of the potential UK astronaut mission. The goal is to keep the UK space sector at the forefront of scientific discovery and technological innovation. What is the connection between these funding calls and the Memorandum of Understanding the UK Space Agency signed with Axiom Space? The Memorandum of Understanding signed in October 2023 outlined plans to pursue a commercially sponsored UK astronaut mission and an initial request for ideas for science and technology. These funding calls are a continuation of that initiative, aiming to stimulate scientific and technological innovation in preparation for the potential mission. From significant developments in the UK space sector brought to us by Simply Science reporter Celeste, we now turn back the clock by 240 million years. Scientists have unveiled a remarkably complete fossil of a 16 feet long aquatic reptile from the Triassic period, known as Dinocephalosaurus orientalis, which has been dubbed a dragon due to its extraordinarily long neck. Here with us to delve deeper into this discovery is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this prehistoric creature, Abby? Certainly, David. The Dinocephalosaurus orientalis is indeed a fascinating creature. This new fossil has allowed scientists to fully understand its anatomy for the first time. Dr. Nick Fraser from National Museum Scotland, who was part of the international team studying the fossil, described it as a very strange animal. It had flipper-like limbs and a neck longer than its body and tail combined. That's quite unusual. Do we know why it had such a long neck? The researchers speculate that the long, flexible neck with its 32 separate vertebrae might have provided a hunting advantage. It could have allowed the Dinocephalosaurus orientalis to search for food in crevices under the water. And where was this fossil discovered? The fossil was found in ancient limestone deposits in southern China. According to Dr. Fraser, every time they look in these deposits, they find something new. This discovery, he says, just adds to the weirdness of the Triassic. It's fascinating how much we can learn from these ancient fossils. Where can our listeners find more information about this discovery? The paper describing the new fossils of the Dinocephalosaurus orientalis is published in the journal Earth and Environmental Science, Transactions of the Royal Society of Edinburgh. It provides a detailed account of the creature's anatomy and the implications of this discovery. Abby, that was indeed a fascinating discovery. Thank you for sharing. And on that note, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Science. We'll see you back here tomorrow.